0: Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built podcast. I have Melanie, with me today, is a good friend of mine. I'm so excited, Melanie, that you're here. Um, how are you this morning?
1: I am so good. Can I tell you why? Yes. My grandma is 97 today.
0: What?
1: And seven. 97 years old, and you know, I just called her and we had a chat because she lives at home in her own condo. And she has somebody that comes and helps her in the day. And she's alone at night because she's that awesome.
0: She had a hip replacement surgery at 93 years old. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. Especially that she's living on her own, especially in the evenings. Yeah. And she's, she had a hip replacement, but she's still rocking and rolling like rocking and rolling. Wow. Wow. There's longevity in the family and strength too. Oh, I love that. She's my, she's my rock. So that's why I'm super awesome today. This is a very exciting day. This is a very special day then. Okay. I love this. All right. Well, uh, I'm on, I'd love to introduce you to everyone, but first, what did you have for breakfast? Um, I just ate it.
1: It was a bar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I really don't want to share this information.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I don't know how in-depth you want me to go, but I'm on this, you know, one of these diets that. And you're supposed to be able to transition back to real food and here I am over a year later, still stuck in the first phase.
0: <laughs> We've all been there at some point, Melanie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. that's awesome. Okay. all right, so Melanie Hershorn of VIP digital content. So Melanie wants to make your book and your brand sparkle online. And as a content marketing strategist for women, coaches, women coaches, and speakers worldwide, She's on a mission to support and empower her clients to create clear messaging and content that shines a light on their individual experience, skill set, and books. And with her unique combination of entrepreneurship, award-winning journalism, hello, and PR experience, Melanie guides her clients to attract and nurture leads and position themselves as industry experts. She also loves to provide content marketing tips on her podcast, VIP Access, which I have been on to. It's fabulous. And in her Facebook group, Sparkles and Strategy. Okay, can we just talk about sparkles and strategy? Where, sure. let's start there. Where did the I love that? I love it so much. We all sparkle and radiate um, in our feminine um, sparkles and strategy, where did that come from?
1: Well, working with my one of my wonderful coaches. Um, And she was was like, you know, you, you really talk about glitter, like glitter is you. I mean, I am, there's always glitter. I'm staring out at my wall right now. There is a sparkly picture on my wall that says she leaves a little glitter wherever she goes. One of my favorite shirts says more glitter, less work. And I really believe in sequins And sparkling.
0: (laughs) I really believe in sequence. I I believe in sequence. Yes. I love that. You know, whenever I think of glitter, I think of someone said this to me one time about crafts and said, be sure you really want to work with glitter. Cause it's kind of like the herpes of the craft world. Cause once (laughs) you got it, you always have it. You know, I remember when my
1: daughter was really little and she would go to her uh, preschool class, I would find glitter in her scalp.
0: Everywhere, it's literally everywhere. When Alex everywhere. was doing, um, when my daughter was doing, what is it, the um, the putty, the clay, what is it, everyone's, slime. Everyone's like, oh, slime. Oh, the slime, yeah. Oh my God, red glitter. Literally all of this, like this room, we had a whole slime station, glitter sections and little tubes in that freaking everywhere. And you're right. It's in their scalp and you can't like, it's hard to get it out. And there are reports
1: now that say that it's just so bad for the environment because it never degrades into anything.
0: So our oceans are going to be sections of glitter. Is that what you're telling me? Like the big plastic?
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be sparkling to heaven.
0: You know what? That just made me think of something is almost like when you work with clients, you add a little sparkle to them and it's something that never goes away. It's like a gift you give to them forever, but in a good way and good sparkles. Good sparkle.
1: I love how you turned that around. You're a genius, we already knew that.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, stop. Keep going. No, just kidding. <laughs> Okay. Let, let's talk about you. I want people to know your background, where you came from in these pieces, because we all have a journey that we're going on, especially with entrepreneurship. We've got our stories of what we did previous. I know you are award-winning in your journalism, which is just fantastic. And the PR background is just out of this world. Um, so talk to me how you transitioned into your business now. Like what was that calling and what did that look like for you? Okay. Well,
1: I have this thing, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. The universe likes to kick me in the butt because I'm not listening. Like Mm -hmm. literally, like like it hurts bad. So back when I was in PR, I was marginally happy, but on my birthday, a famous redheaded comedian told me off twice. Wait, who? She's the one who held up our former president's severed head in a picture.
0: I don't look at the news anymore. I don't know. We don't need to use names. Continue. We
1: won't use names, but I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty obvious. Uh, she she used to do the uh, countdown on uh, New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper. Anyway, she told oh, me off. I back. probably I she probably wouldn't even remember this, right? But this was the universe saying. Melanie, get out of this job. You don't want to do it anymore. So I decided, you know what? I had always wanted to work in journalism and that was the kick in the pants that I needed. And I went out and I, I got a master's in journalism. And then I, I moved to Pennsylvania to be with my husband, got a job at a, a local um, news station and I was living it and breathing it. I mean, literally to the point, Jamie, where I, I planned a pregnancy in a non-election year so that I would not, I mean, as much as you can plan a pregnancy, right? Like whatever. Right. But I was like, next November, there will not be a big election. So it's okay. And my daughter was born 10 years ago, <laughs> this like this week. <laughs> so it's a non-election. There's no elections, really, big elections. So when I was five months pregnant, I got laid off. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was, uh, it was sort of couched in a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people got laid off. So I was one of them and I was like, but I'm not even on your health insurance. Why are you getting rid of me? <laughs> so it was very, it was devastating, devastating. My entire identity was wrapped up in my being a local celebrity in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I was sort of, where do I go from here? Um, fortunately, the local newspaper called and said, hey, can you do some freelancing for us? And I was like, I'm five months pregnant. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> sure. So that was really, that was great. Cause my first day on the job, I got a front page story because the Harrisburg school district was falling apart at the time, <laughs> which was bad, but, yeah, but you got the front cover that I got okay. yeah, above the fold front. Anyway. So then I moved to, to Arizona where I am right now. And we were like, well, do I get a job in journalism and pay more to a nanny than I'm earning? Or, or do I do this thing? That's kind of poking at me that I really, really have this desire to do. What's that? Design breastfeeding clothing.
0: <laughs> I forgot about this. I remember when we originally met, I think you brought this up. Yeah. I, well, it's so, so needed. So it was, well, well, well
1: mm, I, it I don't know, was. what year was this? This was uh, 2011.
0: Yeah. I remember when I had my son in 2003 and then my daughter in 2005, there was uh, a nothing, nothing. It was a blanket you put over yourself and good luck lifting up your shirt. And yeah. Yeah. Cause the back of you is
1: exposed when you lift up the front.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love handles. Like you just had a big key. Like there's all like, I remember the day I stopped nursing, not the day, but like 30, 60 days later, how much Weight I lost because my body just wasn't holding that on. But like, there's, oh my gosh, my dog. Yeah, I do remember that. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, it was, um, yeah. So I didn't know what I was doing, but I have this very strong belief that I can figure it out. You know, that Marie Forleo quote that she probably hadn't said yet, but she has now. And it's everything is figure outable. I do ascribe to that. And so, so I Googled and I figured it out. And by the end, I was selling my clothes on Nordstrom.com and
0: making some money, which was, which is incredible that you got on Nordstrom. Now, how did you utilize your background with PR journalism? How did you, how did you do that? That was luck. It was, I'm going to argue with that. You're pretty awesome.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the story, how, how that happened. I managed to get into a, the, at the time trade show for the baby industry. Never even been to a trade show. I was so green. I just figured it all out. And I was standing at this trade show and this woman comes up to me and she says, do you know where the escalators are? And I said, I sure do. But first, let me show you my nursing wear. do you have a minute? She's like, sure. One minute. So I talk to her. She goes, I know the Nordstrom buyer. This would be perfect. I will be back tomorrow.
0: See, that's not luck, girl. You saw the opportunity and you took it, you're confident, that matters. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's how it happened. And of course, you know, so much bureaucracy, red tape, I finally did it and then it's up and everything's great. And I made mistakes. Holy crap, did I make mistakes? I hope so. Yeah, a lot of mistakes, oh my gosh. But the biggest mistake ended up being the best mistake. Because I hired somebody to help me with my social media and my email marketing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And she was verbally abusive
0: to you. Emotion-
1: yes. Whoa. I had known her because she had done um, these gifting suites for celebrities and I had somehow her VA had come across me and um, I had gone and done the the gifting suites, which cost money and had zero ROI. But again, naivete, I didn't know what I was doing, but I thought, you know, she's really dialed in. She knows what she's talking about. I'm going to hire her. Well, over the course of a year, I spent about 25 grand and I didn't have, I mean, obviously I was making the 25 grand, but let me tell you, I wasn't getting a return on that investment at all. It was still just coming from the sales that I had done myself. By the end, I had 5,000 new Instagram followers who were never going to purchase my clothes. Mm -hmm. And I was a shell of a person. (laughs) I couldn't open the door to my home office.
0: I couldn't even go in. There's this, oh, like PTSD. Like I don't want to sit down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I still have, I I've worked through a lot, but there are some things that still happen that I get triggered. Yeah. And so when I finally closed that business and there was a lawsuit, not with her, with somebody else and all this stuff, I thought, what can I do now that I'm going to be able to take all the things that I know how to do, but I'm going to make it so that nobody ever feels the way I feel why don't I do marketing? I've been doing marketing this entire time in one form or another since I'm, I was 22 years old. Why don't I take that and support women and help them sparkle? <laughs> <laughs> and So that is like the longest winded answer to the question. But I do believe it's a story that people can relate to.
0: Oh, and you're such a good storyteller and I'm trying to remember your human design. I think you do have that line from your voice to your, to your um, identity and that, no, that was beautiful. And also too, how can we not relate to that? How can we not relate to having things? I hate to use the word pivot, but like getting laid off, things happen unexpectedly. The universe kicks you in your pants. Universe is like, Hey, this is the wrong path. The tower of the tarot card comes, everything crumbles down. You have to redo everything. It's for the good. But when you're in it, it's a freaking tornado and you're not in the center of it. You are being whipped up around all around of what's happening. And so, and failure, I mean, if, if we don't fail, we're not growing. And that's, and that's really hard sometimes to swallow, um, especially when you're in it. And I, and I've worked with many entrepreneurs when they are in it. And wow, does it rock your world? Like you said, universe kicks you and it kicks you hard right in the pants, right?
1: Yeah, and then when I really niched down to authors, that wasn't because I was ready. They kept coming to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, a friend of mine called me up. She's like, I'm writing a children's book series and you're the only person I know that does marketing. Will you do this for me? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like fun. And then another person called and said, Hey, I have an author that would really need marketing. You're the only person I know that does marketing. So do you think you could help her? And I was like,
0: yeah, I'm like, okay, universe, I'm listening. (laughs) That's so generator, right? So that you're receiving that invitation, you're responding to that invitation. And that makes sense. Isn't that funny how the world and what the best part, Melanie, is that you could have said no, that's not what I do, right? You could have said no to that calling, but instead you sat in your feminine and the art of receiving and receiving mm. what was coming to you and seeing what was happening and taking a step back and being like, hey, maybe this is the right direction. This is this is interesting, you know, instead of not receiving it. That. So that's just a beautiful part of you. Um, so in this whole process, <laughs> what through, through all of this from the very beginning um, you know, getting laid off, um, you know, the, the, the nursing, the you know, journalism degree, like all this stuff, all the things, all the things is that what do you feel like helped you the most? Was it, did you have certain mentors? Was there beliefs that you had maybe a one piece of advice that kind of like, you know, pushed you in this direction and guided you that, that has, you know, what really has helped you through all of this? I would say it's a couple things. So I wasn't, I wasn't really,
1: I'd never had a business coach until three years ago. I'd never had a true mentor
0: Mm. before.
1: Um, But then bringing in mentors has been complete game changer for me. But I think before that, it's this sense of, I can do this and I'm going to prove it. But also I'm going to bring my grandma up again and she has always told me that everything you do goes into the pot and you can pull from it pull it out at any time that you need it so mm-hmm. any time anything you do it's a skill set that you develop and you're never going to know when you're going to need it next mm-hmm. and so i've always kept that with me and knowing that Okay, well, I'm doing this, and I know I'm going to need it for some reason, or maybe I did it before. I mean, I worked the worst summer of my childhood was when I was 18. I guess that's an adult, but whatever. Um, and I worked at a, <laughs> I worked at a book a health book warehouse, and I was it was myself and three very lovely Jamaican men, who taught me some of their fun little patois. Um, and <laughs> you said,
0: wait, what word was that?
1: like they're they're you know it's like the way they speak in Jamaica and if so instead of I remember this instead of you saying like where are you going they go where you
0: get <laughs> I'm
1: gonna use that where you go where, where you get where and you... I could be mispronouncing it but yeah it's basically
0: like Shoulders, it's, like
1: yeah they, they have like this fun like dialect so they're anyway so that was me and these these lovely men but It was, it was, it was kind of lonely. Like all my friends were off at summer camp and there I am packing boxes in a dusty warehouse, but I'll tell you when I had to start packing boxes of breastfeeding clothing, I never had to question how to do that because I knew exactly how to send things out in a box.
0: (laughs) Isn't that such a truth and this concept of a bank account? The concept of you is the bank account, and you're putting putting money into your bank account every time you you hire a coach, you read a self improvement book, you listen to the you listen to this podcast. Everyone, you are putting money into your bank account of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, how to pack a box, so at any time you can then cash it in and be like, oh oh, that's a skill. I've got oh I've got that. I know how to do that. This is not another thing that I need to learn. That's why I think with I love. Love the spirit of entrepreneurs because so many of them are lifelong learners. They're ready for it to experience. They're ready to have some failures, as hard as they can be. But they're so good, and this is one thing you're very good at. If when you fall, you are like, oh, no problem, dust the knees off. Oh, I need a band aid there. No problem, I can get a band Oh, I can get my degree in journalism. I'm standing back up. I'm getting on my bike, and I'm gonna go kick ass, right? I'm gonna go kick yeah. ass again. But I learned from that, and I can keep moving forward. Yes. It's about the moving forward. Always. I mean, there are tears like on it, like, Oh, (laughs) I I remember, (laughs) I don't know if you've had this, maybe with the breastfeeding clothes. I remember sitting in my warehouse one time and I remember coming back from a conference and whenever you're back from a conference, it's just exhausting, right? You're tired. You've been talking to people for hours and going out to parties and not sleeping and flying and all that. And I remember going back it was like a Sunday night in my warehouse sitting with all the rows of stuff um the distribution company and I remember just sliding down my back into this aisle and just crying like I don't know how I'm gonna get all these I'm not I don't know how I'm gonna do this I need to order like 10 I need to hire 10 people right now to fulfill all this but there's those moments that then you stand back up and you're like you know what I just need a glass of water and a piece of paper and a pen And let me go grab something to eat a power bar. And I got this. Right. And then you get back up. Right. So let's,
1: yeah, I was just gonna say that's the entrepreneurial spirit.
0: Mm -hmm. That's where it's at. So let's talk about you and your transformation. Think of that, Melanie, you know, when she was five months pregnant and being laid off, you know, that, that Melanie compared to you today. And how many years ago was that too? 10, 10 years, 10 and a half years ago. So in essence, and I said, this the last podcast. And I, don't, I don't know why this keeps popping up for me is that you regenerate all the cells in your body and organs, everything, every seven years, you are a whole new Melanie. I know. So 10 and a half years, we're like a person and a half here of brand spanking new energy, everything, right? All the cells. And so um, what would, you know what, what would you say to her? What would you say to her the day she got laid off? She's five months pregnant. What would you say to her right now?
1: It hurts, but you are going to be so much happier and so much more fulfilled than you ever could possibly have imagined. So just keep going.
0: Mm, Yeah. Just keep going. Like almost get a tattoo. Just keep going. Just okay. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. We both like, we got this. <laughs> I've actually done that in, on calls with clients. I'm like, all right, we need to be like Dory right now <laughs> yeah. this sucks, but I need you to keep swimming. And here's your roadmap. All right, go times up. You got this. So how have you transformed looking at her from there? How have you transformed through this process of, of where you are today?
1: Okay. I mean, gosh, I didn't even know that there was a spiritual side.
0: Mm. The business or just life
1: to life. I mean, I've gr- grew up a certain religion, but, but there's so much more to, you know, that the word energy, you know, talking about the universe as a whole, the laws of attraction, the, just all those things, I wasn't open to them. Even, you know, four years ago, I wasn't open to them. And, and I remember being at an event and I was talking to this woman and I, we were, you know, chatting about what we did. And she says to me, oh, I, um, I'm, I'm, I do spiritual coaching for the entrepreneur. And I remember walking away and giggling. What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> like, huh? How is that gonna help you in business? I was so unaware. And it was a former client of mine that I was doing writing for her, for emails and social media. And she was very much into this. And so I read a book by Gina DeVee, uh, The Audacity to be Queen. Oh,
0: girl, Audacity
1: to be Queen? Yes. Okay. And, And that was the first book that I read on this topic. And I went, wow, what have I been missing? Mm-hmm. And then I went to a Gabby Bernstein book, the super attractor. And I don't know, now I have a Kindle, well, a Kindle app and my iPad. I bought an iPad just so I could read books. And <laughs> at night, cause my husband won't let me turn the light on. And so-
0: <laughs> Okay, we're talking about that later. Okay. Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> um, and, and so- I just, my mind has been open to the point where no joke later today, I have, I have hired somebody to do Akashic readings for me. Can you help. tell me how that goes? And if you like that person, because she, I'm, I'm very interested. Yes. Right. I will introduce you. So mm-hmm. she is like, she did one, just, we were chatting. Cause we know each other from this other thing that we do. And I had no idea what she did. She's like, you want me to do it on you? I'm like, sure. So she opens up my Akashic I don't know what, and, and 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 she said something to me and I started crying. Like, how did you know that thought is in my head? I did not say it to you. In my words, she said it back to me. Mind
0: blown. Almost like, I don't know if you get goosebumps, whenever that happens with me with a the reader, they say something and I get goosebumps. For just, or I get like a flood, you know, that feeling like oxygen, yes. like when you get hugged or you're, you know, kids like a flood kind of, and I'm like, okay. I'm in the presence of wisdom here. I'm just going to shut my pie hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. so I don't even remember the question, but here I am today.
0: <laughs> Whatever. No, the transformation of it all. And I think too, is when you're in corporate, which I did corporate, you can hide. Sure. Coast. You can hide in coast and you don't have to deal with your nonsense. When you're an entrepreneur, all those self filming beliefs rear their ugly head.
1: Oh my God.
0: You either take it on or not. Either take it on or not. I mean, I've seen both ways of what happens in business. And um, once you start opening up to different modalities, it um, changes everything. And it's nice to bring a little magic into business. It's true
1: because, you know, it can be really lonely, you know, it's just me and my computer most of the time.
0: Yeah. You and your computer and it's lonely. So why not think like, you know, when we were kids and I've said this so many times this week, this is so weird. So many like, are you having deja vu all over again? (laughs) Yes. Is that, is that when we're kids, we have magic. Yes. Santa, if you believe in that leprechauns, Easter bunny, tooth fairy, the list goes on and on. And then you hit an age, whatever that is, when you figure it out or your older brother, sister, parents, you sells the beams, yeah, right. And then there's no, the magic goes and you become a little bit more leaning towards the adult world. And then as adults, all we do is wait for bills to come in the mail. Sometimes there's no magic. Mm-hmm. So why not bring the magic of spirituality of you know, I've got crystals all around my desk and incense. I have tarot cards over there, Oracle cards. I have guides that I talk to journals, like why not bring Reiki masters, crystals, like whatever, bring that magic back in, bring it into your business, bring it into you. What feels right.
1: Yeah. And it, 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 it helps you with creativity. Absolutely. Which, which I have always maintained way before I was into anything spiritual. I've always maintained that, school and adulthood literally beats the creativity out of you and you forget you forget how to be creative i mean my daughter is probably the most creative human i've ever had the pleasure of knowing and i'm gonna foster the crap out of that (laughs) if it kills me because i don't ever want her to lose that
0: spark I love that. And that is so, so true. It's so structured and they just, they completely beat the term. Well, I mean, I don't wanna go into the reason why schools were originally built, but they are not to foster any creativity whatsoever. They are to create drones that work at a nine to five job every day and we've all done it, no judgment there. It is what it is, but um, I love that. And so many opportunities that you could have to then foster and um, help her embody her creativity with that love and not that shame and guilt, or you're good at that, but that's not really rewarded in this system. And so they have all this shame then wrapped around it, which is bottom of the vibrational cup here, right? That's not where we want to be. So I love that you're doing that. You're a good mama. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so we're gonna do a speed round. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I've had most of my coffee. You should have had most of my coffee. I've had most of it, so I'm ready. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So first one is what is your favorite movie or favorite book? Hmm.
1: Favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz.
0: <gasps>
1: I'm so glad you said that.
0: Sparkles. Ruby Red Slippers, Sparkles.
1: I've even seen them in the Smithsonian. Really? Yeah. Where's yeah. Smithsonian is it? The the one that the like the one with Archie Bunker's chair. I don't know. I was sixteen and still in Canada, and it was a trip to Washington, and I didn't really know American things by then, so I don't know which
0: Smithsonian museum. where are you from? Toronto. Toronto. Yes, Toronto. Thank you for saying it that way. Okay, cool. All right, excellent. Um, favorite movie, Wizard of Oz. So number two is um, where did I move? Oh, something most people know about me is. You you do know about me? No, no, no. Sorry, I said that wrong. So, oh. most people don't know about me is. Oh, don't know about me. Don't, oh, about know. me. Yeah. don't know. Yeah. Like some secret. I want, like, okay. that you have like secret. 20 hamsters in the other room and you, they oh. you dress them up in little soldiers every Tuesday afternoon at 3 42. That's what I want to know.
1: I wish I had 20 hamsters in the other room. It's very funny. So I, okay, here's here's a new thing that I've just started doing in the past two years since I moved into this house. We have a lot of kangaroo rats, which are these cute little rats and they look like kangaroos what? and they get stuck. Well, they, they live in the, we okay. So I'm in Arizona in the desert and they live in the wild. And every now and again, they come here and they get stuck in our window wells in the basement or in other places. And so I've taken through rescuing them Um, (laughs) because I love animals, except I don't love reptiles. When we moved into the house, there was a snake in my basement the first day. My dog found it. He's still traumatized. I'm still traumatized. It was not a poisonous snake, but who knew when it was hissing at me? Mm. Um, And scorpions, we have a lot of those. Wow. which are also terrifying. So that said, I don't save those, um, but I do save little mice and, or rats. And um, last week there was one that got caught in a scorpion trap. And these scorpion traps are not like a, it's not like a smash trap like a, for a rat. It's, it's, a, it's a sticky piece of paper folded into a square and it literally got stuck. This thing is stuck and it's squealing. So I went and I did what I always do to save these rats. I go and I get my winter gloves because you don't need winter gloves except for rat saving. And I pried this poor little thing off the stick and it was, it was squealing and there's fur and like, Mm. but I got it off and I let it go and it sort of hobbled away. So I save animals.
0: So you save animals, specifically kangaroo rats. I'm going to look this up. I'm imagining a rat with the little kangaroo legs, the little bouncy, so they look more like mice than, than rats.
1: And, and then I was just like Cinderella. I was talking about how I was talking to some, my, my son or something I was saying, I wish I could make little clothes for them.
0: And, <laughs> and- <laughs> all right, Melanie, you just lost me. <laughs>
1: You know how Cinderella makes clothes for for Jacques and and the other rat or mouse? Yes. Mice, the mice and Cinderella.
0: Birds put it on, or no, that they dress her. She sews little shirts for the mice and they're so cute. That mouse is my favorite. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) End scene. End scene. I love that. Okay. Number three, I tap into my... Feminine radiance when I wake up every morning. (laughs) (laughs) When I wake up,
1: when I I wake up because I have to. (laughs) I I have to. I have to live in that. I. It's. I. You know that scene from Seinfeld. I. I wasn't even a big Seinfeld watcher, but there's one where George Costanza's father is going serenity now just to keep himself sane from losing his mind for something. I'm often reciting serenity
0: now in my head. So he was calling in serenity now. Like (laughs) I demand serenity now. That's great. You demand feminine radiance now. I love that. Okay. All right. Two more to me. Sales is something positive. (laughs) I was going to say, I was actually going to say
1: that something positive. <laughs> no, it, it, it is because it used to, you know, when you and I first met, oh my God, sales was like icky and slimy and awful. And I never want to do it. And now I really enjoy it. It's enjoyable mm-hmm. because I finally stand in my power and I know that I can really help people. Mm -hmm. And it happened a couple of weeks ago that, that this woman, I I did a sales call with her. And at the end, she's like, well, I got to talk to my husband. I'm like, okay, fine, no problem. And the next day she emails me and she says, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do blah, 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 Mm -hmm. money, blah, blah, blah. And my, it used to be that I would think, oh, what did I do wrong? Oh, I, this is all about. And the first thing I thought was, I'm so sad. Because I know I could help
0: that's the word uh, yeah
1: i kn- I was really sad because I knew that I would be able to help her take this wonderful book that she's written and get it to the people who it who need to have it in their hands. and I was sad, and so sales gives you the opportunity to you know you hear sales is serving, but it's so much more than that because what you're doing is you're listening mm-hmm. and you're I mean, this is your, your, this is your bag here, but um, you're listening and you're, you're really trying to diagnose what it is. That's really wrong.
0: And then if you have the opportunity to fix it, awesome. Right. That's so true. That's a hundred percent true. And I think especially in sales calls, um, I feel like it's almost like holding space It's holding space actively listening collaborating with them and seeing if there's a good fit i mean just yesterday i was like in a sales call i'm like this is not a fit i'm gonna tell you right now do not spend money on me go do this first and then come back to me and then that's that's when you're gonna have the most impact for me that's the best way to work with me and she was floored she was so this is kind of weird you're saying this in a sales call that you don't want to work with me. And I'm like, this is not a tactic of, you know, the old school, take it away. And then they want it. even more. <laughs> I'm not going to buy the car at that price. I'm leaving. Right. <laughs> right. It's a mind game. I don't like mind games. Um, and so no one does and the, people can see through it for the most part. And two is I just didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right for me. So anyone who's doing a sales call, it's okay to say no, when it's not a good fit for you and listening to your intu- intuition, your gut that's gonna pull in that feminine radiance. You can be in your feminine radiance. And I'm just gonna say, Jamie, you stand in your integrity. Yeah, we and have to. always do, you,
1: but not everybody does, but you sure. do. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes you such a great teacher too.
0: Thank you. Thank, Thank you, me. Melanie. That just, made, just made my me. day. I'm oh, just I Okay, last question. Okay. My greatest hope for the
1: world is- That women will rule the world and my way of helping, I know I saw your shirt. It says the future is female. It is it actually the present, oh, yeah. too.
0: Yeah, the the pre- pre- it's the balance of the female and the masculine, but uh, this shirt felt good today.
1: Okay. Well, no, women, women, women with an X, whatever women looks like. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever, but taking away the male, the, like, <laughs> One of the things that I often think in my head, and don't say out loud because nobody's gonna hear me or listen to me because I'm driving usually is careful, your white male privilege is showing. <laughs> That's a great t-shirt. We should make that t-shirt. I have a cricket. I could totally make that t-shirt. You have a what? You have a cricket? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not like a little bug. It's um, it's a it's a machine that cuts out the the letters and then I can iron them on. Uh, uh, okay. So I can uh, make you a t-shirt. Yes. We'll talk as care. Careful. Your white male privilege. Well, is showing.
0: Here's the thing is, is that I, yes, yes. On, um, I completely hear you with this because too, and it's not got men against women, anything. Like no, that. It, not at all. It's, it's raising the boats for everyone. And I think with, um, that toxic masculine serves no one. It doesn't even serve dudes. No, not at all. I mean, their suicide Look, rate is like nine times higher than ours. Oh, like it's not serving them how that works now. No. Out, no. Right?
1: And like, I am married to a wonderful man who would, but I have to still explain to him things. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to woman explain things to him that he doesn't understand because he's never encountered them. It's like when a woman walks down the street She doesn't just walk down the street. She's keeping an eye on her surroundings and making sure that she's okay. It's just what we do. Think how much our brains are running so much more. Like our motor in our brain is running over time. Just try to make sure that our surroundings are
0: safe. All the time. That is such, especially walking to a car at night. You're never just walking to your car. Like I'm holding oh, my damn. purse. I am vigilant. I'm off my phone. I'm pa- even if I'm in the safest part of Denver or wherever Doesn't I'm matter. traveling, mm-hmm. even in my, you know, where I'm at now, I'm always looking, always watching. And that's something that, uh, that's something actually I'm trying to instill in my 16-year-old daughter to know that, that you just, always oh, you can't, you just have to be vigilant. Vigilant and be aware that you, that there are predators. And not to say not... Predators, meaning like, you know, really true predators, people hurt you, but also just in general. Um, yeah, this is a whole other topic. (laughs) I know. And I
1: could go on for hours, but, but but one thing I do want to say, it's another thing. So think of, um, you know, women of color, specifically Mm -hmm. mothers who have sons and they have to tell their sons all these things that, the mother of a white
0: guy never thinks about, never even thinks about, and then their kids are ill prepared too. Or, or, or yes, it's it's a little bit different for sure. Sorry, I got us off on a whole true. other I tangent. love this. I love this. This is why I love you, Melanie. Thank you for coming on today. Thank I love talking you. with you. I love that too. <laughs> so, is there any final words you want to share? Holy cow! Look at look. Oh, we're just mm. um, any final words that you would like to share before we go.
1: Okay. Well. The thing that I love to do now is to amplify women's voices. And the best way for me to do that is by helping them let people know about their books. Mm -hmm. Because if you, so any author listening, I want you to know that if you wrote the book and you published it, it's okay. You can still promote it. Mm. Even if it was a year ago, because it's the gift that keeps on giving.
0: Yeah. So true it's, it's always out there. And then you can help them promote the amplify that be the loudspeaker for them, someone that they've been waiting for. So anyone who has a book who wants to promote it more Melanie and how can they find you Melanie?
1: Oh, well, I'm on all the socials. Um, also, is it okay if I, I give everybody here, sorry about that noise. Okay. Is Is it okay it okay if I give everybody here a gift? Yes. Are listening? A gift? Okay. Yes. So, because I do marketing and because planning your social marketing, social media marketing is important, I have a, a content calendar that you can grab that can help you plan for years to come because I'm always going to update this link. So, whenever you're, you're listening to this wonderful podcast, here is the link that will be active it's vipdigital.live content
0: calendar. Could you send that as a link to me? We'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. You heard it here. Melanie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you had a nice drive as you listen to this or sitting in your office. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time. Go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at impact2income.